Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I give them in a shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. You know, just tell your whole podcast. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Wait, hold on, what? This is the synchro mystic experiment in the ever-expanding now, or as Tara likes to call it, the synchro mystic exploration of the ever-expanding now. Thank you for joining us. I'm sitting here live, alive, from Philadelphia, the great city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. And as our brother Ross Ben has taught us, it is a very mysterious and powerful city. Ross is friends with today's guest. Tara and I learned so much about Michael through his partner, Jenny Rivers. Of course, the Susquehanna River alchemist himself would find such a perfect partner like Jenny Rivers. I mean, come on, folks. The synchronicity should be smacking you in the face right now. But Tara and I are here in Philadelphia, loving it, having a good time. And we thought, what better place than Philadelphia to record this intro? Philadelphia is just so beautiful we've got so much going on here and one of the things on our docket is getting on the road in a van that we can live in for some time until we find a way to be abundant with the land growing our own food sustaining ourselves off the grid that's the goal that's a long-term goal and i think the synchro mystic exploration of the ever-expanding now is leading us to that point because this is about goal setting folks if you want to achieve your goals then tune into this podcast because this is the type of high level psychology i think greg called it metaphysical psychology Mm. you know law of attraction is one term you can use but it's so much deeper than that as you guys probably know you're no stranger these concepts if you're listening to a podcast like this and if you are no big deal because it's easy it's intuitive and at the end of the day you just have to trust your intuition and trust your heart like tara and i do that's what led us together that's what led us to be on this journey you know we're on day 
42 now. Is it's midnight? 42 mm. of uh, being side by side, and it's so beautiful. And here we are. We went all the way up to Lancaster, New Hampshire. We went to mm. Collinsville, Connecticut, and now we're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So the journey really is magical, and the opportunities are there for you, however it will manifest you know it might not be the same way it's happened for us but that's fine you know you're a unique person listening to this my family thinks i'm crazy podcast the first edition of our synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now series of podcasts where we go in depth with some of the most brilliant thinkers I know and people I can reach out to and get in touch with and have these high-level metaphysical psychological conversations so you can make those adjustments like I have made over the past 10 years of my life and recalibrate your future so it's more in alignment with your higher purpose and your destiny and who you are meant to be in this ever-present troubling times it seems like you know when we're in this matrix right like that's something Tara and I discuss often is how to avoid being in the matrix and I think you know I've had the opportunity to do that through podcasting helping other podcasters out working with podcasts and obviously that's one road but that might not be your road but these metaphysical tools that we're going to discuss in this podcast can apply to anyone anybody no matter what you do and uh yeah i think when you look at some of the simplest people uh or, you know the simplest lifestyles where they're living off the land you know it's all about magic it's all about timing and living in the cycles of harmony and nature and that's ultimately what you'll find this conversation was about because michael wan's research is largely to do with the susquehanna river as you might know and jenny R rivers is a, a menstrual doula you know the river of life the womb and as Michael Wan talks about, the Susquehanna River is very much a, a womb for this continent we're on, North America. And it's, you know, one of the largest rivers in the world. It is situated, you know, right where Washington, D.C. is. They situated it on the Susquehanna River for a purpose, you know. The Chesapeake Bay is big, big, powerful estuary full of life. It's quite literally, uh, as one of my mentors, Amos, told me, a Garden of Eden type situation, at least before the Matrix came in and built this industrial revolution and kicked out the original inhabitants and all this stuff. But that's part of the story and part of the history that Mike gets into and the cycles that Jenny brings into the equation. So please, if you want the whole conversation... Help us out. Show us some love. Go over to the Patreon and you'll get the full episode, okay? You get the whole enchilada. The whole burrito. I had a French burrito today at this freaking awful cafe. We won't say their name because we're not that kind. We're, we won't do that to them. But still, I mean, the, the it was a crepe burrito. <laughs> it, was her it was heresy. But anyways... I, I want you guys to get the whole enchilada and it's for only three bucks. 
you can get it you know show us some love on the patreon and guess what you know here's a little secret if you didn't know about patreon you get the first month free so go there put your credit card information it won't charge you you have plenty of time to leave if you don't like it you got the whole month of august so help us out because we got big plans for the summer we're gonna take this winter we're used to new england winters not this winter we're going to be in the south we're gonna be on the west coast we're gonna come to you wherever you are and if you want to participate go to pod inbox pod inbox pod inbox.com slash mftic and leave us a voicemail Tell us what you think. Tell us why you signed up for the Patreon, why your family thinks you're crazy. That's podinbox.com slash MFTIC. And the Patreon is the same thing. Patreon.com slash MFTIC. That's where you get the whole synchromistic experiment in the ever-expanding now. And this is important, folks. These are tools you can use today in your life. So go show us some love on the Patreon with $3, $5. You can even join the $20 tier, and I'll, I'll send you a book. I mean, I've got a couple people who've already done that, and they've become friends of mine, you know. they Sylvester, my boy, he can call me up whenever he wants because he's a G. He supported me in a big way. And if, you know, you get to that level, that's how it is with me. I'm real as fuck, okay? My family thinks I'm crazy. If your family thinks you're crazy, tell us why. Or maybe they don't and you just have something to say. I'd love to hear it. Go to podinbox.com slash mftic. Or go to patreon.com slash mftic. Both are great direct ways to get to me. And then, uh, you know, Instagram at myfamilythinksimcrazy. You can follow us there. You listen to the podcast already, so you know where to find us there. But we got a YouTube channel. We got some YouTube videos up that are totally unique. They're not in the RSS feed. So check those out. And then on the Patreon as well. I mean, shit. If you want to see Ari Asselin, that episode we just did. If you want to see all of the pictures he had going on in the background. And the cat walking by the screen. Sign up for the Patreon and check that out. We got a bunch of videos there and little things from our adventures and whatnot. And yeah, we're all over the map. I mean, if you're into crypto, you can even support the podcast on Breeze. Breeze is a great app. There's a bunch of other apps now that do this. And I'll be uh, sure to show them in the links. But you can go to buymeacoffee.com. Support us there if you want. Pretty soon, we'll be able to put podcast episodes on buymeacoffee.com. But for now, it's just Patreon. So, I mean, out of the bottom of your heart, if you want to help Tara and I get on the road in a camper van and really take Alt Media United and My Family Thinks I'm Crazy to the next level, help us out. Show us some love. And you get this whole episode of the synchromistic experiment in the ever-expanding now. I mean, come on, folks. Say that twice. It's a tongue twister. I did it ten times already. Let's do this together. Anyways, this intro has gone on long enough. Tara hasn't said a peep, and that's okay. The cute mute over here. And we'll be, we'll be rocking and rolling. Enjoy this episode with Michael Wan and Jenny Rivers. You can check them out in the show notes we got all the links peace and love thanks for 
tuning in to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, Synchromystic Experiment in the Ever-Expanding Now, a.k.a. the Synchromystic Exploration of the Ever-Expanding Now. Come on now, folks. Show us some love on Patreon. Or buy us a coffee. Mark, and I appreciate that. I guess we'll see a lot behind the scenes. When you play in your when you play in your day, it's magic. When you play in your future, it's magic. There's certainly like something nice to be like completely like detached. River symbology is also very important to me. That kind of led me to take the name, you know, Jenny Rivers. But it's like the more we connect to those cycles, it like it's like a river. This is the first episode? Yeah. Smooth, 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 smooth. I've been thinking a lot about Dan's literal physical management of the feminine and the destruction that that's caused on the earth. Symbolically, in a very synchromistic level, how at the same time that this was happening was when the control and management of women's bodies through birth control obstetrics, silencing women's voices. All of these are dams that we have then like created, recognizing the out the outer and then the inner with yeah, the river being a representation of the feminine. The current is part of the river. What the hell is it? Don't define it. Recognize it. And when you can go and like have fun with it, when we're dealing with these things, whether it's the heavens and the stars or the moon or the or the moon cycles or like the rivers, it's like when we have a story or a lens which we're gonna go and see life. And we all do. We already talked about this. We all have these stories. Of these very, very like grandiose concepts, rivers, moons, what have you, they're gonna meet you wherever you are. Come to come to this river with a recognition that it's really, really significant. Look at all of the actual aspects of it, but then like being able to apply that to the mystery. Oh yeah, you need water for life. All of life needs fresh water. This is our our symbol, our living symbol of fresh water. Don't define it, recognize it. And when you can go and like have fun with it and then look at the history and then you're like, okay, I'm part of it. And as Jenny was saying, it's like, oh, this is a river that moves through me. That's her lens. And so my lens is history. Whatever your lens is, that's the right one. The liminal space of weirdness. Mark, and I appreciate that.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the scene. Here to discuss what is seen and unseen. I'm your host, Mark Palmer, with my co-host, Tara. Tara, how are you today? Hi, wonderful. So excited to get into the first edition of Seen, the synchromystic experiment in the ever-expanding now, the offshoot podcast from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. You guys know me. And here with us today, for the first time, for the first episode, someone who I've grown to know really well over the past few months, someone whose work and research has synchronistically found its way into my life and weaved its way into my understanding of a lot of things, the Susquehanna alchemist himself, Michael Wan. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. I had no idea. This is the first episode? Yeah, we had This is the first conversation which is happening right now? Yep, yep. And by Mike's side is none other than his better half, Jenny Rivers, the menstrual doula. And we're super excited because this is my first time talking to Jenny. And Tara and I have heard a lot about you, Jenny. And we're really excited to have you here with Mike because I know if, you know, Mike, any measurement, you're definitely, I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. How has life been for you both lately? Well, first, I'll just say thanks so much for having me. It's it's an honor to to be here, and it's great to meet you both. I've also heard a lot about both of you, so I'm really, really excited to see where this conversation is going to go, because I've only been on the periphery. So, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of how life has been going, it's been pretty wild recently in a really, really good way. We were just having, like, a, a pretty fascinating conversation before this just about, like, you know, this, this new cycle that seems to have started. And yeah, I think the, the new world that we found ourselves in and whether or not that's like what that actually means. And is there anything good kind of going on underneath the surface of what's being presented to us in, in the news or the mainstream? So, yeah. So let, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my opinion. I'm going to cut to the chase. It's nuts fucking out there. It's nuts. And it is just like everything is in play right now on every single level. But then at the same time, there's this stillness. It's this paradoxical sort of thing. And I think as you can hear, just like, you know, in, in the tone and in, in how, how Jenny and I communicate, like there's, it's this paradox. It's like, I'm like, ah! And Jenny's like smooth, 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 smooth. And like, that's kind of like, like, like that dance between like everything right now is just like in this, like it feels the, the, the liminal space of weirdness. Like that's what I'm seeing, but it's, and that's why I'm excited for this to be your first, the, the first episode of your offshoot podcast, because it's like, it seems like every moment, every moment, every moment is like moving closer to like something is, is about to shift and happen now my sense is it's actually happening we just are waiting for something but but every time we can find a marker like a first which we can kind of ground our stake in like i'm really excited for and this is this is a marker for all four of us so so i'm excited indeed yeah and i i gotta yeah resonate with that or state my resonance with that because it's really been true for tara and i our relationship feels like you know, destiny. And I know that's a little cheesy. Everybody kind of feels that way when they're in love. But with the 
information that we're talking about here, it is kind of a, a destiny for everybody. We're all reaching this point where something is going to shift. And I wonder if you two felt that same uh, feeling when you met and how you guys got together in the first place. Was it a synchronistic meeting like it was for Tara and I? I mean, I walked into uh, Cafe Atlantique where she was working and, you know, it all fell into place from there. But, you know, what's your story? How'd you two meet? Well, I knew of Michael before he knew of me to be a little creepy, but well, we're like out of focus. So our children went to the same school and as it's kind of like an alternative school, it's a Waldorf school. So if you're familiar with that philosophy, but I remember when I first went to the school, there was like a tour that they gave like through this little town of Marietta, Pennsylvania. And we're, we're kind of walking through the little town and it ends up like the culmination of the walk ends up in this little coffee shop. So kind of funny you guys brought that up, but it ends up in this coffee shop and everyone's kind of like getting hot chocolate or coffee or whatever. And I, I tend to like be on the periphery a lot of the times, kind of more like observing. And I kind of like left the group and I looked down and I see this book, this rights of the 40th parallel. And I see the name Michael Wan. And like, there was like a visceral reaction in my body where I was like, like, I was really confused, like, because it's it's very similar to my dad's name. So I almost like thought at a glance, it was my dad's name. And then it was like, it, it was just, it was really strange. And I also was like, rights of the 40th parallel. Like, is this about like ley lines? Like, what is this? Who is this person? So I immediately like dove into it. And I ended up meeting a mutual friend, Jana, who helped Michael with, with a lot of like the editing and stuff with the book and got her to loan me a copy. And I was always kind of like, who is this person? Like, I want to meet this person, but we didn't meet for like, you know, a year, a couple of years, actually, I think after that, do you want to say anything about like your experience? Yes. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's it's, it's, it's a good question. It's a nice, it's a nice softball mark. And I appreciate that. So from my perspective, so this is, this is 2018, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I, I've been fighting the, the need to have to do any sort of like social media for like, I've been kicking and screaming since the very beginning. And it was at that time, I first put my thumb or my, my, my big toe into the water of Instagram. And I don't know, like, you know, it, it was weirding me out. And then I got, and after about a month, like I was like, okay, I kind of know what this is. And like the whole thing with social media always had me uncomfortable. And then I got my first like uh, private message and it was Jen and it was Jenny. And it was just like, you know, Hey, I read your book and our children go to the same school. And I just wanted to, and I just wanted to say hello. And so that was an important marker for me. Like, tra- like markers, like firsts are always really important. And I was like, I remember that. Cause that was the first time I heard it. I remember like being like, like what, what, what's the protocol? Like, how do you respond? Like I didn't know. And I was with my sister. And so that was, that was the first marker. And that was actually, it was in November. And then right after that, it was my birthday. And because my birthday is in early December, and it turned out that Jenny was moving to Marietta. We, we, we responded. I responded to her message on, on Instagram. And she's like, I'm moving to Marietta. I'm like, well, I live in Marietta. And it turns out that 
we were mo- she moved into the apartment building directly across the street from me. And she moves in on my birthday. But before I even knew that, I think this happened right before. It was the day before you moved. There was, a, there was like this huge like event that happened right in front of her building. And it woke me up uh, in the middle of the me night. Too, me too. It was, it, so it was your first night there. It was, it was like Marietta is a little bit of a crazy town. And it was a car crash of some sort. And there was like screaming. Like there was like a woman. Like There's a lot was- of screaming. Like it was a weird way to start. <laughs> yeah. But that was how it was. It was that was the 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 unfolding. Like there were like obvious like firsts and certain things which could not be missed. And interestingly enough, that coffee shop, which Jenny was just talking about, that was the building which I lived in. Wow. Yeah, totally interesting. I always thought I mean, it was kind of curious, at least until Tara mentioned it with Jenny River, Susquehanna Alchemist. I mean, come on now, folks. It was meant to be. Look at this. You got the river yeah. mystery Sherlock Holmes himself here and the Jenny Rivers, which I'm sure you're very mysterious yourself, Jenny. So maybe if we can uh, get into that a little bit. I mean, you mentioned at the beginning here this shift, right? Is this in any way uh, congruent with the 13 moon calendar cycle that you and I have been talking uh, much about off the air, Mike? Well, I, I didn't know about this 13 moon like calendar system until like, what, two hours ago when you explained it to me. But I've been studying lunar cycles for probably like going on six years now of just tracking my own cycle. So tracking my menstrual cycle like overlaying that with the lunar cycle, seeing what patterns emerge, seeing, you know, like basically bringing awareness to cycles in general, whether that's the lunar cycle, seasonal cycles or solar cycles and understanding, yeah, like what that is and how we've been so disconnected from that. And so I, I, I can't speak to the 13 moon system, but I I do understand there's 13 moons, you know, in a solar year. And we've recently, what, it's been what, like six months? How long have we been doing the, we've changed our personal like calendar system. I, I think he was kind of like inspired by what I was doing. And then I was inspired by, by where he was going with it. And so I've now, like my planner is now, you know, the, the start of the month is on the new moon. And so I do like my monthly planning then. And then, you know, every turn of the moon is like, that's one week versus like looking at a, a typical Gregorian calendar. So, so yeah. So you were, you, you were asking about the timing of, of our relationship with the 13 moon calendar. And I don't think I was in, I was as aware at that time with those cycles as we are right now. And, and I, th- I, I, I think that's a real interesting story is moving from like what I call well, the 13 moon cycle to more of just a fluid lunar or natural time cycle. But what I do want to point out before we go there, because I think this is fascinating and, 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 and I think it's a little bit more, more basic because we have like these two different kinds of feedback mechanisms, which are given to us in, you know, the environment of life. Like one of them is like 
somewhat predictable, which is going to be like the lunar cycle. That's very obvious. Like you can see the moon change versus the solar cycle. Like we can track, but it's really not that obvious with the exception of sunrise and sunset. But then the other feedback mechanism, which we get from life is like synchronicity. Like that's our, that's our other thing, which we like to talk about. So it's like one is totally like random and one is kind of predictable. So my sense is like our uh, mine and Jenny's in particular, like the coming together of our relationship was very much like synchronistic. And then as that has matured, like, you know, as I've matured as an individual, she's matured as an individual, as we've grown together as a couple is like a lot of that, like that, like relating in the synchronistic synchronistically has then become more grounded in a more predictable, like lunar cycle. And so like Jenny was saying, like, she's known, like she's tracked the, the, her own her own physiological cycle and like linked it up to like the cycle you see in the heavens for about six years and i would say for about six years i've been uh, to varying degrees aware of and or following the 13 moon calendar but it was the coming together really like in this past year that both all of those things have kind of like blended together just like you know like talking and like just being aware of what each other brings into it and it is evolved into something which is which i think is is new it's new for both of us do you feel like because you've done your work individually previously coming together do you feel like spirit brought you together for a certain mission now moving forward Is there a higher purpose that called you two together? I mean, clearly you're both sharing a lot of wisdom and light with folks. Do you feel like there was some higher purpose that brought you two together? I mean, I think I know my my work and my understanding, understanding both of my work in the outer world and also internally has been greatly influenced by by Michael and his work and his understanding. And yeah, I would say. I guess we'll see like, you know, what, what happens? Like we've been kind of like operating in separate worlds, I think, but like doing a lot behind the scenes together. And so, I mean, this is the first time that we've done like something intentionally, like doing a podcast or something together. And so my intuitive sense is of course, like, I mean, I think everything's kind of divinely orchestrated that's my personal belief is that there is no like non-spiritual coming together, like of every relationship. But I, I do think this is a very significant one in that our work is very complimentary and supportive and helps expand the other one in a really um, powerful way. Absolutely. All right. Can, can, can I, can I answer that as well? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you a story and then I'll let you, you come to your own conclusion. All right. So this was, this was November, 2019. So this is one year after we had known each other. Okay. And we're living across the street from each other. And, and, and we, we'd been spending a lot of time with each other, you know, as soon as we were in a relationship or across the street and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And out of the blue, out of the blue, Jenny's like, hey, you know, a house just came up on the market. And like, you know, I know we haven't been talking about like living together or anything, but maybe we should go check it out. And I'm like, all right, you know, we've got nothing going on today. 
And so we go and we just go check out a rental house, just like, like without any sort of thought. And we walk through it and we get like, if you've ever been like, I mean, obviously you guys just went and you, 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 you've moved into a place. When you start looking at places, like it's exciting, right? When you see something you like, you're like, oh, wow, I could see myself in there. And we got like all excited. And we're like, we weren't really talking about like moving any, moving in or moving anywhere, but like this has presented itself. And there was a skunk on the front porch when we walked up there and like everything's lining up and let's go ahead and let's you know what let's just throw let's throw caution to the wind and let's get this place and so so we're like all right let's do it and so jenny calls up she calls up the person she's like yeah 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 i think you know draw up the paperwork we're going to move into this place and so like that was like let's say about a 24-hour period it's 24-hour period you're all excited you're all excited and then 24 hours passes by and then Jenny starts looking at me and she's like, are we moving a little bit too fast? You know, I don't know. You know, it's like, we're going to have to move in in like two weeks. And, and it's like, there's Thanksgiving that's coming up. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm looking, oh my God, I like to plan things out. This is kind of moving a little bit fast. And we're like, yeah, we didn't sign anything. Let's do this. Maybe, maybe we could back out of this and let's think about the springtime. Let's think about the springtime. That's a little bit more our speed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were in my apartment. We're in my apartment in, in Marietta. And we were going to walk over. Like, it was so freaking weird because our children literally went to school across the street from our two apartments, which were across the, across the street from one another. And she's like, oh, like, we got to go and, like, pick up the children. So Jenny's like, well, first, I got to go and I need to get something from my apartment. So we go down with two steps of uh, the two flights in my apartment. We cross the street and then we go up, up the two flights in the three flights to, to your apartment. And there's an envelope. There's an envelope taped on the door and she's like how what's this and that apartment they were nuts like the the lady who lit that's another story but the lady was nuts we see this like what is this about and she opens it up and it is a um I mean, for lack of a better word, it was like an eviction notice. It was like your your lease is up is up January the first, and we are electing not to renew your lease. And if you think about this, it's like the worst thing you would do to someone. They're literally saying to the they're, they're saying that you know we'll take it away from personal. They're saying to a young woman, they're saying we need you to move out. Single mom, a single, two two young children, move out on the week between Christmas and New Year's, where you're going to find no one doing anything. None of the girls are going to like all of that sort of stuff. Like there's that, and there's like why am I getting evicted? Like you know you got all this sort of thing. So like all of that's on one level, but then the flip side is like. Oh, wait, we literally got a place already all lined up to move into. And so, like, if we did not have that place, like, that would have been a source of, like, stress and, like, anger and anxiety of anxiety. But in turn, but it turned out to be, like, literally, like, two minutes after we said we're not going to take the place. But before we called up and said we're not going to take the place, we got that feedback. So. So and let me go and give this one like thing and then I want to hear your comments. It was so the the asterisk to that, the asterisk to that is the 
not the person who sent the letter. That was a property manager. This was a building that was built a hundred and some years ago and maybe like 15, 20 units in it. And it was managed by a property manager. The owner of the building who was a local real estate developer. He happens to be the guy who made High Point Scenic Vista where all of my rights to the 40th parallel. It happened because of this thing with the real estate developer. And like, that's another story. But the same person is the guy who had this apartment building. So he's the one who made us move into this house. Like, you know, that was what like forced the hand to unfold. And this house has been synchronistic ever since then. But that is the level of synchronicity, which I see in the nature of our relationship, right? And particularly in living this house. Now you were going to, you were going to say something. Yeah. Well, that's not even going into like the, the multitude of synchronicities once we arrived, but I just wanted to say too, like, you know, the, the blessing of that was, you know, this is three months before COVID and, you know, what would have happened, you know, in that situation, you know, had we both been living in these apartment buildings and now we have this like, you know, beautiful house that's got like a forest in the backyard and, you know, it just, it, it was definitely divine timing. Mark, you've seen the backyard of this house, right? Lovely. Been back there at night and day. And it's a surprise. Like it doesn't fit the rest of the neighborhood, does it? Right, right. And we talked about this. I have a very similar in my childhood home where it's like the only yard in the whole neighborhood with an acre of forest behind the behind the house. Wow. We didn't even know that when we agreed to like move it. We just saw the house. We just thought it was a regular backyard. And so putting into context, I mean, and, and I'm using like us as an example, but I think this is true for anyone. Look at the events that have happened in the last year, you know, you know, everything which is happening in the world, like, you know, we're, we're on that precipice. We're in the midst of the precipice. So every occurrence, like as mundane as it, if you're not seeing the synchronicities, it's probably because you're not paying attention. Like I guarantee everyone, it's like popping off like that or no matter what it has to, because that is the nature of what's happening in life right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that brings me to the mantra that Tara and I have been saying to each other with a little humor involved, but it's true, you know, the present of being present with presence in the present or any variation of that, because you do receive these amazing gifts when you're aware of what the universe has to offer and signs, symbols and synchronicities seem to be, you know, the pieces that add to the overall story, right? And I think that that's how we tell all information in story form, right? Mike, this is something that you talk about. It's like we can't separate our consciousness from that story kind of thinking. It's very, it's beneficial to learning, I think, is to see things from that, you know, beginning context and then climax and then conclusion. It's very suiting to the way we learn. But yeah, is there more you can elaborate there? Unless you have a question in mind, Tara. So, I mean, one, like, there's definitely ways of being without stories. Like, their whole schools are like how to eliminate stories from, like, you know, consciousness. So I don't see it as a competition. I like stories. We, we Westerners in particular, I would say all human beings are born into story cultures. So it's, it's I embrace the story. And when you embrace the story, then the, you know, 
quote unquote limitations associated with stories become the gifts. You know, the fact that every story deconstructs is the beauty of it. What a story does is it gives you meaning. When you want to be devoid of the stories, well, you're devoiding of meaning. Now that comes with like other aspects as well. But, you know, for those of us who like stories, who've grown up on movies, who've learned through stories, who've been part of this culture, well, then it does feel very natural. But I certainly don't think it's the only way. It's just the way I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and maybe it suits the kind of journey that we're on. But I think when you start to look at life like a story, and there's this overall mystery to uncover, you know, it, it adds to the energy behind it. I really, I think that that's what we've been experiencing. But I'm curious to know maybe this shift from the past moon to the new moon we're in now, right? July 10th was the was the new moon. You had it written down, I think, as the grain moon, Mike. We just we just moved into the thunder moon. I mean, those are just those are those are just names. I want to I want to talk a moment about like the the difference between just like straight up lunar cycle and then thirteen moon cycles or anything with a name. And because it's kind of like what we just talked about with stories, it's like. It's not like this is the right way or the wrong way as much as it is like this is the way I'm doing and I understand why I'm doing it. So it's not a competition sort of thing. So that being said, this is this this is my approach. So I used to be the when I first discovered the 13 moon cycle, like it scratch. I was like, wow, there's something really to this. And on the most basic level is it is. A, it is a, a more, in the best way, structured version of calendaring versus like the Gregorian calendar. What I mean by that is like it's predictable. It's like, you know, 28 days are every month. And it is like, you know, the 13th is always a whatever, like a Thursday, like it's, it becomes very, very predictable as opposed to part of the mental confusion of the Gregorian calendar, which happens both in, in wordplay by calling like October, like oct eight, the 10th month, like, you know, there's a paradox, which is put in the mind to the fact that like, you know, the 13th of every month could be any day of the week, like there's no consistency. So the 13 moon, like it provides something which is like it's seemingly more real there's like depending upon when you're beginning the lunar and the solar cycles there's either 12 or 13 years or lunar lunations within one solar cycle like you've got all that sort of thing and that's nice that's nice it's nice well and, and we kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier like this coming together of like talking about like cycles like me and jenny just like talking about just being alive and like living together is what became clear to me is is recognizing recognizing kind of like this this difference between a circle or like you know a loop versus a spiral like you know they're both like cyclical they're both cyclical in nature but one is like this looping around and when you begin to look at like what actually is versus concepts like you know you've got these 13 months uh, which are kind of like the Gregorian months and the fact that like it starts on a specific date. Like, you know, this is in the 13 moon cycle, there's like the day out of time. And then you start like the next year after that. I don't remember what that is. I think it's always the same. I think it's in August if I'm correct, but maybe you can fill me in. Um, that is absolutely nothing to do with whether or not there's a new moon in the sky or there's a false moon or there's a full moon in the sky or there's a quarter like there it's it's a system it's an idea it's a logical idea and it's 
in my opinion, it is a much more structured and, and better way of at least structuring your mind than a Gregorian calendar, but it's still absolutely disconnected from what's happening in the heavens. Maybe it'll line up. It's like a crapshoot. So one of the things which, which, which Jenny and I started doing is moving forward with like whatever's in front of us. So it's like the new moon is the beginning of the next month. I like to go, I call them because it's easier. Like that's the nice thing about having like these name moons is like there's a predictability. And by calling it the hot moon or the thunder moon or the grain moon or the harvest moon, like one, it is kind of like an accurate description of the season, the solar season. And there's like, okay, I know where I am. But the truth of the matter is it's like we're expanding into something new every single every single like lunar cycle so i want to take one step back i know i'm talking a bunch and i want to hear everyone else their thoughts on it but this is but this is this is a big deal i mean this both literally and metaphorically every lunar cycle is different sometimes it's 29 days sometimes it's 30 days sometimes it's 28 days sometimes it's eight days from like new moon to full to, to first quarter sometimes it's like seven days it's always like right around the same but the point is it's changing it's changing and so there's there's a degree of predictability but there's this like react there's this this dynamic and my senses and my experience. And again, this is, you know, I'm stepping into this. I've only been doing this for like probably four months now, like really, really embracing it is that you're becoming much more, you're much more by, by, and the the reason why is when you plan your, when you plan your day, it's magic. When you plan your future, it's magic. There's certainly like something nice to be like completely detached. But like, you know, if you do have to plan your day, like that is magic. You're saying that. And by aligning your magic with something that you're actually seeing in the sky versus just a purely abstract idea, which comes from like, whether it's a better abstract idea or, you know, a worse abstract idea, like you just become more in alignment. And then from that, like, you know, the alignment is mirrored back to in synchronicity, sync winks and all of these sort of things. So that's, that, that, that's my thought on like, what, what, what's your thought? Yeah. Well, well, my thought of it is too, like, well, I kind of put everything in the context of like my own cycle because that's the truest thing that I know is, you know, is what's happening in my body and, and understanding that cyclical pattern. And so in, in bringing cycle awareness to that, that's, that becomes like my, my map to then like navigate the territory of my life when I know like, you know, specific things that I might feel, at the beginning of my cycle or the middle of my cycle. And so I think like, you know, it's, it's such a gift to have that. And I think the more that, the more that you connect with any cycle, you know, for women, especially to connect with their own, with their menstrual cycle. And this is like, you know, if you're on, if you're on hormonal birth control, like that's not, that's not a real thing. Like you're not, you're not then connected to it because it's, it's like, suppressing that that connection and so anytime that we connect with any cycle that's like you know a a greater than so like you know we have no control over the menstrual cycle we've tried to and it's resulted in like very negative impacts to to women in many in many different levels but i think the more we connect to to these naturally arising cycles you know for men that could be like 
connecting to the lunar cycle and noticing how do I feel, you know, on the full moon? How do I feel on the new moon? And not necessarily like writing a prescription for what that means, but bringing a sense of curiosity to that. Like, like what comes up for me in those? And, and the more we bring a reverence and an honor to that, we, it's like, we're, it's like, we're sinking up. Like I, I, you know, river symbology is also very important to me. And, you know, that, that kind of led me to change my name to Jenny Rivers many years ago, or take the name, you know, Jenny Rivers. But it's like, the more we connect to those cycles, it like, it's like a river that, that, that like, etches itself through the landscape. And like, it connects us down and it connects us up. So when we're connecting to those inner cycles, it also connects us to the outer cycles. And so, yeah, like it, it does, it, it intensifies and amplifies any synchronicities. And it's like confirming that you're on the right track and it like edges, you know, etches itself into that, into that life experience. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. I, I agree with that 100%. I remember one of the moments that led to Tara and I going out was after Mike and I had our conversation I went to the cafe, I was all excited, and I'm like, hey, you got to listen to this episode I did with uh, this really, really smart guy, Michael Wan, you know, and I, I think I played a little bit of it or something. I encouraged her to listen to it. I had her email, and, you know, one thing led to another, and here we are going on these journeys up and down the various rivers in Connecticut, you know. And one of the things that we did recently was we stopped down at the Farmington River because it's cutting around the area where we live at Farmington River Valley. So we stopped off this little spot and bottled up some river water, right? And then a little bit later, Mike calls me and we're on the phone. I got the river water in between me and the, you know, driver's side, right? This will become important in a second. But Mike's on the phone and we're talking and driving down the road and, Next thing we know, we come upon this site. I think it's a fox. I'm like, is that a fox in the road? You know, but it's a hawk, you know, eating some roadkill, a possum. We drive right up to it, you know, real close because I put my hazardous on. I didn't want anybody else to hit it, you know, speeding. So we slow down. And I'm talking to you, Mike. I'm talking you through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at what we're doing. I take a picture. This hawk looks me right in the eyes and. Why that's important is because when I used to be a delivery guy and I was just driving around in this area, actually, where we now live, I would see the red-tailed hawk, and it was always synchronistic. It would be during certain parts of podcasts I was listening to or at times when I had the thought, like, yeah, I should be doing this myself. You know, I've really always loved communicating about these things and really to the best of everybody I know, hence the title of my show, My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. But it's, it's you know, all a matter of synchronicity for me. And the podcasting thing led into where I'm at now in so many different ways. But I'm curious to get into this river symbology or, you know, because what you just laid out there, great tools, that's part of the idea of this here is to give people the tools to do this themselves in their lives. I'm going to cut to the chase. It's nuts fucking out there. And if you are listening to this and you feel some sort of way, reach out to us. Let us know what you see out there in the scene. 
what's unseen, what is seen, where can they find you, Mike? Tell them what you got going on and what's in store. You can find me at SusquehannaAlchemy.com. That's that's probably the best place to go. If not there, Susquehanna Alchemy on YouTube right now is where like most of the content I put out, I try to put out something like once once a week there. If you're interested, if like the the way which which I see stories and storytelling like appeals to you, like I have a bunch of services where I work with people and, you know, I look at their stories and I link it up to the heavens and so forth. And I break down stories and help create new ones. And so you could find any of those services for me at SusquehannaAlchemy.com. And likewise, like Jenny offers a whole bunch of services. So why don't you? Yeah. If this is something that anyone, women only that I work with, if this is something that you're intrigued by and that you want to learn more about how to understand your relationship with your cycle, you can check out my work at JennyRivers.com. And I also do mentorship for women where we go and really delve deep into the archetypes that play out for us every month of our cycling years. And yeah, how to better understand that and support yourself through this through this journey we call life. Absolutely, yeah, and I can speak to Mike's Skymancy readings. I definitely feel more clarity after knowing my side reel chart compared to the tropical chart, and I know Tara's going to be in touch soon with that herself and maybe even both of uh, you yeah some things going on with jenny rivers and i'm sure that'll lead to more conversations here on the scene the synchromistic experiment in the ever expanding now mike jenny thank you so much for kicking this thing off with us i hope you had a good time and uh, like i said listeners get in touch with us join us on patreon.com slash mftic to get the whole thing and uh, we'll hear you Wherever you are, in the now, morning, noon, or night. All right. Thank you for listening to the free version of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, Synchro Mystic Exploration of the Ever-Expanding Now, with our fantastic guests, Michael Wan and Jenny Rivers. As a matter of fact, right now, this outro is being recorded from... Michael Wan's very own house. That's right. He's a buddy of mine. And we're here visiting. And it's been great so far. More to come. More in store. And if you feel like you didn't get enough from that half an hour, go over to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash MFTIC. For $3, you can get the whole episode and every other patreon episode we've done and there's a lot now folks there's a lot of content if you've listened to every my family thinks i'm crazy free episode then definitely go over to the patreon or if you want to just check out the scene the synchro mystic experiment in the ever expanding now aka the synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now aka scene thank you for listening Please show us some love on Patreon and show yourself some love. You're missing out. This is a great conversation. You better get the whole thing. Peace. Motherfuckers, it's a beautiful day to be alive. It's Monday. You're listening to My, My Family, Family Thinks, Thinks I'm, I'm Crazy, crazy. podcast.